The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Happy Thanksgiving. We are live here on Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. I am Chris Creston. Thank you all for making us part of your Sunday morning. But we are here and we are live here with Kelvin, the money guy. Who's Kelvin, the money guy? Well, he's one of the top financial advisors out there, one of the top in the country, and uh, you can tap into his vast knowledge. If you've got a question, feel free to reach out. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's Ask K E L V I N dot C A, and you can call him anytime at four one six four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven plan. And I'll throw out the numbers for the station a little later on as uh, we get dig into today's topic as we start talking about death and taxes. Obviously, the two inevitabilities out there. Uh, but I want to get started off by inviting Kelvin, the money guy, onto the show. Kelvin, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Chris. Good morning. Good, actually. Everything good? Good. Yeah, good. Everyone's trying to you know navigate, do the... Thanksgiving thing in some way, trying mm-hmm. to do it uh, as small as possible. If uh, people were able to take advantage of the warm weather yesterday, maybe they're able to do something too bad. It was a little rainy, right? But uh, you know, a little chillier today. But uh, hopefully, people can do some things outside or socially distant. But uh, you know, it's it's a weird one as we sort of enter into what uh, it looks like the second phase, second yeah. stage, second wave learning all these words, second wave of COVID-19 and the pandemic here in Ontario and specifically in Toronto where things are shutting down and people are now starting to think, well, what does this mean for business? What does this mean for my savings? What does this mean for my retirement? Where do we stand? How do you think things are going to respond now that we're in this period? Well, I think the as far as money, our, our retirement savings and TFSAs and pensions and stuff, I think the money managers, from what I've read and listened to, are pretty much ready for as much as they could be for the second wave. They've made maneuvers. Remember, the people that manage your money are pensions, CPP, you know, that kind of stuff. They're about six months ahead of you and me. So they've been anticipating a second wave coming. So inside their the investments, they've already made maneuvers just in case this happens again. So I've always been harping since. Uh, so people think, will we have another March 23rd again? We're staying in the markets. Right. It might happen. I don't know. But I think they're ready. I think we're ready for it now if it does happen. So I always encourage everyone to take their uh, look at their statement, their last statement, whatever that may be. And go into the guts of it and see how your portfolio is mixed. What do you have in there? Are you overweighted in Canada? Are you overweighted in the U.S. or global markets? And maybe sit down with your advisor and go through the asset mix now. If you don't have an advisor, I would say give me a call. But if you have one, reach out to them. And go through what your asset mix is and make sure that you're ready um, if the markets do go down. The election coming up is another problem. Typically, before U.S. election, the markets are very volatile as we get closer to it. 
So, right. They almost seem to respond to every little thing. And now every little yeah. tweet, there seems right. to be a blip or a dive or something. And yeah. it, it it's zigging and zagging a little bit more than it had been before we entered into the sort of meat and potatoes right. of the election period. Yeah, well, think about it. We had the best August in 11, 12 years, and we had the worst September in 18 years. So, you know, what do you do? So just revamp your portfolio, make sure you check your asset mix, and sit back and nothing you can do, right? If you have, you know, three to five years plus for retirement, you shouldn't really worry too much because everything will fix itself and we will be fine. If you're about a year from retirement, maybe it's more crucial to sit down and, you know, um, just in case this, the markets take a nosedive again, that you're ready for it. So you don't worry. So there's lots of Start protecting things. things start yeah. making sure that you're, you've got things in the right places. You know, I was talking to someone the other day who was saying, well, the stock market is good, but there's no, uh, you know, most of the businesses that are most affected by COVID are not trading on the stock market. So mm-hmm. in that way, if you've got money in stocks and you've, you're somewhat insulated to everything, but you're never completely insulated. Right. And that's where your asset mix comes in, you know? So depending on your age, um, there's certain rules that you follow and you'll be, and we'll be okay. So, you know, it's funny how we give all this uh, thought process. We spend probably 95% of our time thinking about the stock markets going up and down, up and down. We seldom give any thoughts about what happens when we die. Like what happens to our money? How the, who who does right. it go to? Who's going to have it? Is it going to go to the government? Is it going to go to my kids? Is it going to go to my spouse? How does all that work? But I think that, you know what, like so many things, like when we talk about life insurance, when we talk about so many things, no one wants to think about that sort of inevitable <laughs> you know. period. You know, at that point in their life where it all sort of ends, we start dream and plan for retirement. Think about all the golfing that's going to get done. Think about the sports car we may be able to (laughs) buy or think about maybe the things we can't do anymore, the people we won't see anymore. And and then we don't necessarily think about that end of the line because I think that it's we're we're we're. We're a death-denying culture, and not to get too <laughs> philosophical about it, but I think that that you know culturally, you know Western civilization has been very much about living, living now, and not necessarily thinking about what's going to happen after we're gone. Right. Yeah. And many of us, you know, have large uh, RSP um, that we've saved over the years and years. Typically, people in their late sixties and seventies have accumulated quite a, a lot of wealth. And the problem is the government knows that. So right. you're going to get taxed to death once, once, you know, whatever may happen. So that's why I thought let's talk about um, what happens to our money with RSPs, TFSAs, LIRAs, uh, non-registered money. What happens to it when the last spouse dies? So how is it taxed, that kind of stuff, beneficiaries, things like that. Remember, Benjamin Franklin said that there's only two certainty in life, right? Um, debt and taxes, right? And and actually, and actually, uh, death is is final, but taxes carry on. There's some people, some clients <laughs> think that their parents passed away, and man, it's like two, three years later, and they're still dealing with the estate. Wow. 
So you're, you know, you're, maybe you're, you're, they're buried, they're long in the, in the ground, they're long forgotten, you miss them, you've had a couple of Christmases and Thanksgivings without them, but meanwhile, you, you're still having to deal with the estate and the finances and everything that, all that crap, and you're just trying to get on with your life and maybe try to move on. Well, that's the thing. So a little bit of planning for retirees, not only retirees, but all of us can reduce you know, our, our lifetime tax payable and probably minimize uh, like the tax that we pay on our estate. So it's really, really important that we do things. Many people that I speak to, um, older people, have uh, their house, their principal residence, and many of them have uh, rentals they bought as an investment. So how it's fine to have all that kind of stuff, but what happens when you go to sell it? How's the capital gains tax? Things things like that don't think about. You know, a lot of people I I find, you know, just sort of observing the seniors in my life and the older people in my life, they don't start thinking about these things until they start seeing friends or family members in that position. They think, oh, look what happened to, you know, so-and-so's poor kids. They're left holding on to this bill. They're left holding on to this. And then... You know what? You can learn from those people's mistakes. But what if you're that first one? You know, what if you you're the first one of your friends group where that that happens right. to you and that happens to your kids? That's exactly. something where you know we can learn from other people's past mistakes, and that's why it's important to tap into the knowledge of someone who's been there and someone like yourself, Kelvin, who's you know had clients and seen what's happened in these situations. Well, and, and the thing is, I don't know everything, and like I say. Um, I just know what I know, and I get questions thrown at me um, when I meet clients about these things, and I go and seek the answer for them. Um, so I think you really need to work in a team to figure out not only the markets, but how how is my RSPs going to be taxed? How is my TFSAs going to be taxed? And more importantly, my non-registered accounts. Like, what happens to those kind of things? So... When you look at the, you know, to touch on RSPs, many people should go and look at when they set up the account, who is their beneficiary? Right. So, that's, the, that's a question that they probably ask you, and maybe you don't even remember because it was so long ago. Exactly. And we never revisit that. We revisit our statements, so we never revisit who is our beneficiary. And maybe things change along the way. Maybe there was a divorce or separation mm-hmm. or something, and the beneficiaries are still... Maybe your ex-spouse, I don't know. So we really need to, to look at those kind of things. Many times, myself included, um, would have the estate be the beneficiary of the RSB. Well, those are big problems. Now, we've fixed all those things, but when you, know, should, you should always name a beneficiary, like your kids or a charity or someone. Let's dig into why that is when we come back from the break here as your life, your money continues. We'll talk about why you want to make sure you name a beneficiary to that RSP as you plan ahead and think about these those two inevitable things, death and taxes, and how they work together and they work sometimes against you. So we'll be continuing that conversation with Kelvin, the money guy. If you've got a question for Kelvin, feel free to reach out anytime. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's Ask. K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can always give him a call, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Your life, your money continues here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who's celebrating in whatever way you can during this pandemic. Thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday morning. I am Chris Creston. This is your life, your money, and we're joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website. That's AskKelvin.ca, your life, your money. Kelvin, we've been talking about death and taxes, and it's kind of a murky topic. It's kind of a, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, of, of course it's a downer, but it's important. It's important that people understand what they need to do to make sure that they that when they pass that they're able to you know pass on their their wealth their their money pass on their possessions the pass on their properties to the next generation because you know really that's how that's how you know generations of people have been able to accumulate money right. over over the years and if the government is going to be taking a ton of it, then you're not going to be able to do it properly. You're not going to be able to pass on the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. to your children. Right. So well, I'll deal with RSPs because man, all of us have RSPs, either a pension or whatever, right? So like I said in the beginning, make sure that the you check the beneficiary and it's a successor annuitant or a beneficiary. Typically, your beneficiary is your spouse or common law partner, which which should be, I guess. Um, One of the things with RSPs is we need to look at how much we have and say, okay, we know money doubles typically every 10, 11 years. So depending on my age, where I am today, how much am I going to have left when I start riffing or taking the money out? And if the answer is I'm going to have a lot, and depending on your situation, I don't know what a lot is, but you might want to start redeeming RSPs now, pay a little bit of the taxes now, um, rather than a whole lot down the road. So many times, um, you know, I get the comment from clients or people that listen to the shows um, that, you know, one, once I turn my money into an, a riff, that there's no taxes. Well, that's totally wrong um, because that's where the taxes begin. Because now you have to start withdrawing, and you got to pay right. taxes. Remember so you're the uh, taxes on it, like income. Right. Remember the RSP is a tax deferral. You're saving money when you were younger um, on your taxes, but now that you're older, you've got to pay back all the tax. And we didn't know over the last forty years, you know, our taxes went up and up and up and up. Right. So, right. So now we're paying it on a higher rate than maybe we would have been if we were, uh, if we paid it when we were earning it back in the day. Yeah. But so hopefully you're you're earning a little less based on the way that you're withdrawing it from there. Yeah. And that's part of the plan. Yeah. So many people, you know, like that's older. I always say, man, I wish I didn't buy so much RSPs. I wish I'd have paid down my mortgage or something because now they're in this big tax trap. So you, you find yourself with the RSPs, you've got a ton of them and you're, you're, you've got a lot of money in there and you're trying to figure out a way to make it work and you've got a beneficiary, but what if you claim that beneficiary as the estate and not a specific person, not your spouse, not your, I guess not your children, in this case we're talking about the last spouse mm-hmm. to, to pass, it, 
is is there benefit to naming a specific person? Yes, there's always a benefit to naming a grandkid, a kid, whatever, because the money goes directly to them. When you when you leave it to the estate, you might have a big estate. You might have uh, cottages. You might have uh, you know condos, things like that outside your principal residence. So it might create a big tax problem. One thing I've noticed also is that uh, when a parent passes away and the money goes to the child, um, typically they think there's no taxes, and then year a year they only spend all the money because they're in debt, right? Then the right, next so you're, year, you're, yeah we get a big tax bill. Right. So you've taken it as a windfall and thinking, okay, well, you know, you know, mom's gone, dad's gone, but I've, I've got this money and they would have wanted me to pay off my mortgage. And then all yeah. of a sudden, but now you've got this tax bill because the government looks at it like you just earned income. Yeah. One easy way to avoid, not to avoid all this problem is buy a big life insurance and you'll be able to take care of the problem. So let's say you have, let's say when you pass away, you're gonna have 500,000 left in your RSP. So what you do is you buy a joint last to die insurance policy. So in the last, you know, when spouse to spouse, there's no taxes. Last spouse dies, all the taxes have to be paid on everything you have. So one way is figure out how much is my estate worth and then buy a life insurance to cover it. So, for example, you have $500,000 of RSPs. Your tax liability is about $200,000. So you buy life insurance for $200,000. Maybe you fund the RS. Maybe you fund the life insurance from the RSP, so that when that day comes, when the last parent dies, you have to pay the tax. But now the insurance company pays you out the $200,000, and life insurance is not taxable upon death. So, uh, so life insurance is not only for living, but it's for dying. I think it's more important for dying because of some because most people have big large estates. So you really need to we really need to think about that. Well, it's important to be uh, talking about this topic today as we continue talking about death and taxes because I think a lot of people put this off; they don't think about it. Maybe it's a you know it's a difficult conversation to have with your loved ones, with your parents. But if you are able to, you know talk to them, zoom in to your elderly parents and have a conversation yeah. over this Thanksgiving and and discuss, well, what's going to happen here? Because there's there are solutions to these problems. These aren't inevitabilities. Yeah. Like death and taxes are inevitabilities. But right. you can choose how to navigate and how to organize your assets so that you don't wind up having your children pay a ton of money in the end when you're gone. And sometimes, you know, you, you can't afford it. I have these clients that parents came here a long, long time ago and bought, like, um, apartment buildings. And then the mom, then the dad passed away, now the mom passed away. And the tax liability, man, it's, like, huge. So the, the kids don't have the money because they didn't realize this. So now they have choices. Do they sell the building that the parents bought a long time ago, or do they mortgage their house to pay the taxes? Big, big problem. We don't think about that. It's really funny how we don't think about these kind of things. So right, and then I'm sure their parents are probably thinking, like, look at this gift that I've left them with. I, they have this opportunity. They, yeah. they have this form of income that they can have that they're not going to have to worry. But in the meantime, they don't have the money to afford to the, yeah. the taxes on it. So they left them with a big burden, all, only wow. because they didn't do any 
planning for what happens when I die, what happens to my RSP and my roof and my properties that we buy. So a little bit of planning goes a long way. Remember, I always say it's not the, it's not the big things that matters in life, you know. It's all the little things that will help you protect some of the big things or big pitfalls down the road. So if you have RSPs, you might want to consider taking some more now and maybe paying the tax and put it into a TFSA if you don't have a TFSA or if, you're, if you didn't max your room. So maybe you want to start doing some planning. We're heading into the fall. So maybe now is the time to do a review with your advisor or give me a call and do some of these kind of forward thinking. Don't look in the rearview mirror when you're investing money or you have a state, um, you know, um, like apartment buildings or condos and so on. Look forward and see what liabilities am I going to have and plan for it. Remember, if you have a problem, make a solution and the problem goes away. The trouble that I find after all these years of doing this is that we're, we're knee-jerk reaction, you know. Markets go down, we'll take all my money out. Markets go up, we'll put all my money in. So don't do that kind of stuff. I always say, what do I always tell you? It's like the opposite. Do the opposite of everybody. Do the Costanza, the Costanza philosophy on it. Do the... And it, and it makes sense because that's sort of a, a losing proposition to always be reacting to things rather than having a plan, sort of having plan. Mm -hmm. And the sort of a fear of action seems to put a lot of people into a position where they are not able to you know, win or capitalize or if they're able to or they're always find themselves sort of behind the eight ball and not in a position mm -hmm. where they can actually move forward. Um, and, and this is one that I'm sure, you know, has kept people up at night but it's something that could easily be solved if you have the right plan. Yes, and one of the big uh, problems now for a lot of people is because they don't understand um, TFSAs. Like I said, maybe right. I know a lot of people don't understand TFSAs at all, and you know they've finally wrapped their heads around their RSPs, and now there's a TFSA, and they're thinking, well, I, I think I know what it is, and I've got this money sitting there doing nothing, maybe, or you've got it in there, and you're not taking advantage of the amount of room that you have in it, and people, people ha obviously, if they're having issues with their RSPs and taxes and passing it on, I'm sure they have issues with the TFSA as well. Now, a TFSA is a tax-free, they call it a savings account. It's an investment account we've learned from right. Kelvin. But the thing is, is it actually tax-free in this position when you're passing it on? So, you know, I was reading an article last week about some of the changes that the government is thinking of doing as we go forward to pay for all of this money they give us, right? So one of the things uh, they're talking about is raising the capital gains tax or maybe taxing our principal resident. Now, I don't know if they're going to do all these things, but they're talking about it. And one of the things that I was reading that's really kind of shocking is that they want to tax the growth on your TFSAs, which really defeats the purpose, <laughs> Then it's nothing. Then it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> yeah. So what's the point? So I don't know if they'll do that. Who knows? And if they're going to do it, it might be years away. But when you have a TFSA again, you've got to go and look at the application that you set up in the beginning and see who the beneficiary is. The beneficiary should be a successor holder, meaning that if you're a successor holder and you pass away, the money goes to your spouse, 
tax-free and they can actually take the person that passed away TFSA and merge it into theirs without any penalties. And now simply you manage your money more simply now because it's not all over the place. So make sure you go and you check the beneficiary and make sure that you're a successor holder. And you know, it's interesting um, because I I just actually opened up a a new TFSA recently and I didn't name a beneficiary on it because I did it over the phone and you have to be in person. If you don't name a beneficiary on it, where does that money go when you pass? So the money goes to your estate or Mm -hmm. in your case, your wife, and she could be liable to pay the taxes on it. Wow. And you and uh, what happens is, if you are upon death, you transfer it over to your spouse. You have to complete everything by December thirty first, because if you move into the new year, you'll be you have to pay all the tax, and you defeated the whole purpose of it. So people don't realize how important it is to name a beneficiary on the TFSAs, and a TF, and the beneficiary could be anyone. It could be your kids, or you know, um, grandkids, or something like that. Uh, but don't don't not name one. Big problem. Um, only because you could you you could be taxed on the um, on the growth, which you really defeated the whole purpose. Yeah, exactly, and that's the whole point of the TFSA is to avoid being taxed on the growth. Otherwise, it's just a normal investment. And if you just and if you don't name a beneficiary, and you invested in the banks, you're not making any money anyhow. So it wouldn't matter. <laughs> right, exactly. We've got a call on the line, but I know we have to take a break. So, Lori, stand by. Uh, Lori's got a question about CPP, so we'll uh, touch on that as we continue here talking to Kelvin, the money guy. Also, you can reach out to Kelvin at askkelvin.ca. That's his website. That's ask k e l v i n dot c a, and I'll give you out his private cell phone number when we come back from the break as well. This is Your Life, Your Money, continuing here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Your Life, Your Money here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto with Kelvin the Money Guy. You can always reach out to Kelvin at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. You can call him anytime at 416 457 That's 416 416- Four five seven plan, but you can also call us live on the air, and that's exactly what Lori has done. Lori, you've got a question about CPP, correct? That's right. Actually, the name is Marie. The question. Oh, sorry, Marie. Actually, yeah, that's okay. Uh, the question that I had, which I happen to know the answer, but I want taxpayers to hear the answer. Um, when someone who has worked their entire life, okay, if you're married, where does the money? Where does the money go that you have left over in your CPP if you're married? And now you're single. Where does all that money go to when you die? Okay, so we have two different scenarios. Married couple, single couple, both individuals have worked their entire lives Mm -hmm. putting money into CPP. They die. What happens to the CPP money that they've put in? Yeah, good question, you know. So when you die, um, you're married. 
Uh, the other spouse would get about, six, I think I believe that 65% of the, the other spouse's money, the rest goes back to the government. Right. If single, it all, it, it dies, it dies with you and the money. Right. There. So it's so really. Yeah. So basically, and this is what most taxpayers don't realize, don't unfortunately. Know. So really what happens uh, is that the CPP is a crappy retirement. It is not a pension plan. It's no. basically a social program, uh, you know, to defray in terms of the government. So for them, for the government to say the pension plan, it is not a pension plan. People are being diluted for, you know, in terms of that. I think the only thing that they get, the single person is they get what, $2,000 to help with the burial. Yeah, have yeah. tons of money. So this is one issue. The other issue regarding RRSP. The same question. Two individuals, one married, um, and one single. What happens to the RRSPs, to the person so, that's married and then the person who is single? So married goes to the other spouse tax-free. So when the last right. spouse dies, all well, the taxes have to be paid. When you're single, it goes to your estate or your named beneficiary, and some of the, and the taxes have to be paid the following year in April. On right. Yeah. That's so why I keep saying if you... If you sorry, listen to some of the shows, I always. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so that's why that's why I say you know you got to be careful how you buy the RSPs, um, and and more importantly when to take it out and simple and also the pension. Do I take my pension when I'm 60 or do I leave it till I'm 65? Most cases, from what I've seen, and I, I'm generalizing, most of you should take it when they're 60, 62. Just because of some of those things, Maria, that you said. So very important people do some thinking. Yeah. Well, the thinking should be by the government, unfortunately. I mean, the reality is that we have people being treated very differently. The other thing that I would, one, one last thing I'd like to bring up is regarding the pension plans, defined benefit pension plans. Um, you're aware that taxpayers, if the market tanks and there's not enough money to pay, in Ontario, taxpayers are on the hook for paying the premiums of defined benefit pension plans mm -hmm. if they go in, end up going bankrupt. That's not the same with RRSPs. If your money is lost in your RRSP, too bad, it's gone. Defined benefit pension plans, meanwhile, which most government employees have, we are on the hook for it. And Ontario is the only jurisdiction, subnational jurisdiction in the world, in the world, where that happens. And where are politicians willing to fight for ordinary taxpayers? Well, that's why I think people have to sit down and do some proper planning. For their own lives, because nobody's going to help you but you. The government's right, going to exactly. help you. You need to help yourself. And, yeah, that's why. And like you, you like you always say, you know, that the taxes continue to go up, and sort of you have to work within that. Maybe there's so, there's so much you can do with voting, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of political appetite. No. Despite Marie, I, I appreciate how worked up you are about this, and how fired you up you are early on a Sunday morning. So thank you so much for calling on this. I, I really appreciate well, you sort I of highlighting some people, of these things. Well, the young people better be prepared because with the debt that the government is racking up, if they mm -hmm. think that their taxes are going to go down, just wait when they start clawing back. And all those True. investments in the guaranteed pensions for government employees, just wait. You're going to be paying a fortune to bail them out. So 
Thank you so much for calling, Marie. I really do appreciate you making some time for us here and uh, and joining us. It's uh, you know it's a lot of different things that she brought up she, there. I guess yeah, she's you know, right. You know, one thing that uh, that uh, is is there anything you can do to keep that CPP rolling if you <laughs> when you're a you single can't. person no. you know, short of getting married? Yeah, no, that's why she you know she made some really good points and. Uh, People really have to sit down and assess their money life. And I, I mean, live today like I always say and enjoy your life, but do some proper planning because she is, she made a point that we're going to have to pay back the serve. We're going to have to pay back all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to do it? Well, taxes are only going to go up. Um, you know, there might be like a CERB tax. Who knows what's going to HST might go up. Who knows what's going to happen? So the whole gist of all of this is sit down with your advisor and plan out your life. You can't, you can only control what you can control. You can't control what the government's going to do. They'll do whatever they choose right. to do. And it doesn't matter if it's, it doesn't matter who gets them. They, they got to pay back the debt. So mm -hmm. how are we going to do it? Through taxing whatever they can. So that's why it's, it's so important that we do these kind of things, that we look at our beneficiaries, we look at our RSPs, maybe, you know, like I said, take some RSPs out now and build up your TFSAs and things like that. Um, you know, so proper planning will get you a long way. You know, we, we have to take a break in just a minute, but uh, before we move into non-registered assets, let's wrap up on TFSAs and why it's important uh, to, to make sure you've got everything set up properly there. Yeah, so the two biggest takeaways from TFSAs is uh, make sure you invest it properly. Don't live it in a GIC or a savings account, things like that, because you're making no money. It's the only thing we can get that we that we don't pay any tax on. Um, and make sure that you have a successor holder as the beneficiary. Name a beneficiary, in other words, kids, grandkids, charity, somebody, because it's a true tax saver to someone, to you, um, or to someone, your loved one, that you're going to pass it on to. So those are the two takeaways. Invest it wisely and make sure you have a, a beneficiary to it. You know, uh, just thinking back to Marie's call here, another thing that she was asking about the CPP, another thing that uh, you had mentioned to me before was that it's, in a lot of people's cases, a good idea to take out that CPP and start, start earning it earlier in life rather than waiting till later. Yeah, because you don't know about your health. I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen. So some people say, oh, I'll wait till I'm 70 because I'll get more money. Well, what if you don't make it? Mm -hmm. right? right. So sit down and assess your personal life, your taxable, your income. And then many times I'll tell you it makes sense to start taking out when you're 62. Because of this COVID, you know, Chris, it's, it's, it's telling a lot of people in their 60s that could retire, maybe do the math and retire now. You know, some people have part-time jobs and they have money in their RSPs. Maybe quit your part-time job and draw a salary from your RSP and move on and enjoy your life. So the big one is non-registered assets. That's the biggie. Um, and we'll on. touch on that right after yeah. this break here. So let's take a quick break so we can get to uh, some enough time to talk about those non-registered assets. That's coming up here as your life, your money continues here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money live here on Thanksgiving Sunday. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's askkelvin.ca. And you can call them anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. We've been talking about how to plan for the eventuality of your passing and talking about you know the eventuality of those taxes that are going to have to be paid by your beneficiaries by your uh kids by by your estate how you you can best plan to make sure that the, they can maximize the amount of money that they have the amount of assets that they're able to take out without being taxed to death themselves we've talked about tfsas and rsps but uh, right now we want to dig into those non-registered accounts those non-registered assets and how you should be preparing those for that moment where it's going to be passed on to someone else. Yeah, so non-registered, quite a lot of people have money in non-registered stuff. Um, you know, you have a vacation property, maybe real estate. Some people have private uh, company shares, um, you know, other things that they have that they don't realize that they have to pay the tax on. Now, typically, like, uh, typically what happens is the non-registered stuff, you're paying capital gains tax. So capital gains tax at 50% of your marginal tax rate. So you do get some break on there, right? Um, on the on on the debt of the first spouse, everything goes to the second to the spouse tax free. So it's when the second it's when the last parent dies where all the problems come up. A lot of retirees have retirees have a significant amount of money um, in in their open accounts. So maybe now's the time to start maybe gifting the money to the kids rather than waiting until you die and then wow. you have to pay the tax man and then give the rest of the money to the kids. So maybe you want to consider doing something like that. Some people um, that are married and have no kids and have lots of money, maybe you want to start donating to a charity of your choice now and get a tax break today rather than having the tax man take it. So there's many things that you can do. Some older people, uh, maybe you want to put the money in for your grandkids that are over 18 in a TFSA for them. I don't know. There's so many things that you can do, but you have to sit down and figure out you as a person, your income, you know, your net worth, things like that. So if, you, if it is a vacation property or it is a cottage or is something like that, is that something that you can gift as well? Um, while you're still alive, you know, give from warm hands, not from cold, as I know some people yeah. say. Yeah. So it's it's more complicated than I'm, than I'm you know, I'm trying to simplify it. But when you mm-hmm. can do things like that. For example, you can do what they call an estate freeze and freeze the estate today and pay the taxes and then, you know, move on. So the kids pay a little bit less tax down the road. You can't get away from paying no tax. I mean, we have to pay taxes, Right. right? But you can minimize the amount that you pay by doing certain things. Uh, for for uh, for older people, maybe you want to put money into an RESP for your grandkids. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So that's another option because you know a lot of people, you know, maybe maybe they think of an RESP maybe when their kids are first born, and then they think about it again when their kids are going into school and thinking, I wish I put some money into an RES, RESP or yeah. more money. But that's an option for grandparents to gift that um, that money that way. Yeah. So there's many things you can do. Some people think there's nothing you can do. Sometimes you can set up what they call a discretionary family trust. That can help you save um, on non-registered in um, money from capital gains and things like that. So be really proactive in this stuff. Don't wait until something happens and then you got to figure out, man, what do I, many times it's too late. And remember tax planning and things like that has to be done before the end of the year, not into the new year. So when people, people think when they, they're filling out their form in April that they're doing tax planning, well, you're not really doing anything, you're just filling out forms. So all your tax planning and things like that have to be done before December 31st so that you can take advantage of the tax system. So the system is there so that we pay taxes, but there's also little things in there that we could save ourselves paying a lot of tax. You know, I was saying that if you make $160,000 in Canada, you know you're better off to only make about one hundred and Ten, hundred and twenty, because you keep more. It's not how much you make; it's how much you keep at the end of the day, right? So we need to look at those things. All of us worry about the stock markets going up and down and up and down. I think we need to spend a little bit more time worrying about how is my money going to be said to the next generation, and what kind of legacy am I leaving for my kids or my grandkids? Because we worked so hard over the last forty years to get to where we get to, and then the tax man takes it off. What's the point? So the takeaways are look for ways to save money from the taxes. Right, and there's a lot of different ways, as we've learned throughout the hour. If you need to uh, listen to this show again, you want to... listen back to, you know, play it to your spouse, play it to your kids, play it to your parents so that you can explain the things that we've been talking about. All our past shows are posted. You can always visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And if you don't have an advisor or you want to give Kelvin a call, you can always reach out to him. And I got his cell phone number for you right now. It's 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. That's four one six four five seven. Plan, Kelvin. Thanks again for enlightening us on what can be a pretty dry topic, but I think we've learned a lot here this hour. And happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Yes, same to you, Chris. Have a great day. Thank you. And stay tuned to Global News Radio six forty Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.